Today, I would like to provide the American people with an update on the White House transition and our policy plans for the first 100 days. Welcome to episode 28 of the Crystal Digest, um, the weekly podcast. <laughs> Can't carry that on, sort of nightmare voice. Uh, the weekly podcast that hasn't been set up by Macedonian teenagers making Mm-mm. money by Mm-mm. baiting Trump supporters. Nope. Uh, today is the 20th of November and I'm, I'm joined as ever by my good friend Paul Moss. How's it going, Paul? Hello. Uh, greetings, traveller. Greetings. All is well. Yeah, no, everything's all right. Very good. <laughs> Glad to hear it from the other realm and all that. Um, yeah, news from the realm of uh, CITV's nightmare. CITV's <laughs> nightmare, nightmare, and not, probably what? Not eight, late eighties. Late eighties, yeah. Late eighties. Shout out to my boy Akash who was on that show. Respect. Yeah. Respect Akash. Um, Respect. Hold it down. Uh, top stories this week, Paul. Let's do this. Uh, Hammond calls for match fit Britain. Mm-hmm. Meaning middle classes will be pillaged to bail out folly of myopic tough bigots oh, once again. Um, Chancellor Philip Hammond annihilated any ideas of breaks for just about managing families or jams, as they're now known, by explaining that Britain instead needed economic headroom ahead of the soon to be doomed negotiations uh, to leave the EU. <laughs> Hammond was on this morning's uh, Andrew Marshall alongside longtime Crystal favourite John McDonnell. John is. Fan, fan of the show. <laughs> yeah, big, big long time fan. Uh, and the Chancellor, attired in a haircut and a suit that was somehow both ill fitting, uh, mm-hmm. showed himself to be so removed from the concerns of ordinary people, he actually made puppet hippo John McDonnell look like a hero. Wow. Exactly. Um, Hammond refused to. <laughs> it is quite depressing. Hammond, Hammond refused to set out any specific details to the benefit cuts that appear to be inevitable in the autumn statement, but made it quite clear that he wouldn't do anything to make Britain less attractive to foreign investors. However, it was reported that Hammond is in fact looking to announce a huge tax raid on workplace benefits enjoyed by the middle class. This means your subsidised gym membership, season ticket loan, medical benefits all could be taxed. <coughs> Excuse me. As the Tory party's desire to never make Britain less attractive to foreign investors means the middle class pick up the bill for their mess once again. Yay. Yay. Been here before. Um, <laughs> next story. Oh, what have we got? We all know the Europeans like it hard. And that's not Ooh. just the type of porn they get their school kids to watch. It's Brexit <laughs> too. Uh, <laughs> European leaders have arrived at a 27-nation consensus. Not to cel- celebrate a variety of sausage or a particular anti-Semitic festival, but instead to, se- to ensure that Britain gets a Brexit harder than the pounding taken by a microwave bagel in Jeremy Clarkson's hotel room. The leaders have clubbed together in an attempt to quell the growing far-right movements in France and Germany, who would no doubt wield substantial hard-ons in the event that Brexit is anything less than a complete body slam into a pile of manure. Uh, senior EU officials have apparently stated that allowing Britain to exit on its own terms would be more catastrophic for the European project than a cultural shift that suddenly made cheese seem gay. 
However, British government officials have stressed that Britain will not be getting an off-the-shelf arrangement like some chavvy mama Iceland, but, <laughs> <laughs> but instead a bespoke silk-lined mink fur-trimmed arrangement like an aristocrat's whore at a dressmaker's in Kensington. <laughs> However, like most British government officials, details as to exactly how Britain will secure its whore's ball gown of a Brexit arrangement were not forthcoming. And like a torrent of ill-thought-out jingoistic bullshit. <laughs> um, final story this week, Paul. Yes, do this. Headline quite simple. No farts in the Canadian Parliament. Whoa. Um, I know. Canada is facing political turmoil. Oh, after no. its parliament was left bitterly divided over the thorny issue of whether the word fart should be used in the debate chamber. Wow. I mean, of all the problems. In the wake of what is fast becoming known as Fartgate or the fart diaries or 50 shades of fart and also the fart of war uh, Canada is reeling from the most amount of negative attention it's had since time since the time people discovered Justin Bieber was one of their own uh, mm. they're not so silent they're not silent but oh so deadly row <laughs> began when <laughs> Conservative MP Michelle Rempel accused the government of treating the state of Alberta as a fart in the room when it came to jobs Wow. Before she could explain what kinds of farting jobs she was referring to, Green Party leader Elizabeth May took exception to her choice of language and suggested that she withdraw the comment. May, desperate not to drop the F-bomb in Parliament, uh, not like our own May, incidentally, who apparently parps more than a trumpeter after a curry, mm-hmm. uh, went so far as to spell out F-A-R-T uh, so as to minimise the likelihood that any onlooker would overhear and end up joining ISIS. Uh, Rempel, <laughs> however, was loud and proud in her response accusing May of being something of a wet one and she followed through by (laughs) refusing to withdraw her comment from the record experts believe the situation will soon blow over when the public discover there's thankfully little little substance to these gusts of hot air so there you go (laughs) well well done there's some fart buns for you there (laughs) incredible Um, fart buns that's 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 what makes this country great damn it damn right it does I'm bringing it back, but um, we'll, we'll speaking of what makes our country great. We'll we'll, we'll start with um, with what which, with what really doesn't make our country great, and that's um, yeah, that's Phil Hammond uh, and his yeah. and his uh, pillage on on anyone who isn't seemingly um, a company. I don't know. Yeah, like, I'm not a company, so I a think a foreign this investor. Is gonna, sorry, yeah. a foreign investor. You know, yeah, what I do think you make of all of this, hit me, mate? Well, it's going to hit me pretty hard. It's going to hit um, all of us. I mean, yeah. the, the, the just about managing it. families. So he's he's uh, the sort of plans at the moment are quite tentative, and obviously this is pre-autumn statement. Yeah. It hasn't actually been announced yet. But there were lots of calls for him to uh, reverse the cuts to universal benefits and stuff like mm-hmm. that that Osborne had put in place. But now that we've sort of sleptwalked into this guaranteed recession that we're going to have in about a year, Yay. we now we have to sort of tighten our belts again and and it's um the people that tighten are having to tighten their belts are the jams they're just about managing families mm. and uh the the sort of middle classes as well and isn't it ironic that um you know a lot of those people probably you know it, it, a lot of those people didn't vote to leave for for yeah. a start and uh those people that you know funded the leave campaign mm-hmm. were are essentially the people now that are not paying for the recession and the tightening of belts that all of us having to get involved with, what do you make of all of that, Paul? Well, it's uh, it's uh, utter bullshit. I think that's what I make of it. It's uh, it's a fucking joke. I mean, 
Theresa May, you know, at the uh, the old Tory Tory conference, you know, kind of stuff made, you know, she had that one day where she was yeah. like, yeah. very much, oh, look, this is for the working people. You yeah, know, right. This is to make everyone great again. Um, yeah. You know, she made that, and today this, this has come out, she made the pledge that uh, employ, you know, she will force companies to have employees on their boards, um, and she has reneged on that, and she's officially reneged on that today, saying no. No she way. Won't, she won't make that happen. <laughs> and they've also just, uh, you know, there, there's plans for massive tax breaks um, oh, yeah. for big corporations to, uh, well, to encourage investment. Yeah, so you, you hit the nail on the head. Two it's, things. It's, uh. it's such utter Tory fuckery and people are I like know. oh you shouldn't give the Tories a hard time no they should stop let's give them a hard time like this they let's give them a fucking, fucking hard time. time yeah big time because like, I'm having one and yeah it's not we're all having one we're yeah. all having one exactly now. yeah it's it's trust me you know like, everyone who one. isn't either you're right a, a foreign investor or a fucking prince yeah like, <laughs> and, it's, and it's bullshit we didn't want this you know like no. we didn't want this like the people that were made to think they wanted it were baited into thinking that way yeah. by people who whose interests are so narrow that frankly a, a Britain that turned into an ISA a low tax ISA would actually be good for them it wouldn't be good for any mm. of us because nope. some somehow someone has to pay if if the rich people don't pay for anything someone has to pay for stuff you know yeah. like roads we and either things. have you know just an enormous drop in in the NHS in everything you know we either just have less tax money and are therefore shitter or mm. fucking poor people who are already fucking scraping by i mean uh, it's so it's it's such a it. it's bullshit it's it's shocking it's really yeah, really it's, shocking it's, and and today you know it came out that we're gonna you know this for those that think that we're not gonna be you know there's i know there's people out there that are kind of you know perhaps vote tory or or, or, or whatever or sort of you know have a, a slightly robust view about what's going to happen to us mm-hmm. but for those of you that think it's not it, we're not going to turn into a fucking low tax ISA just for non-doms to spunk their money away and why now as you rightly pointed out as Theresa may announce today that we're going to have the lowest corporation tax out of the uh, lowest corporation tax out of the top 20 economies the lowest out of the top 20 that's ridiculous like that is it's an absolute joke you know literally we are we are having to bait companies to come here and you sort of think oh if only we had oh if only if there was some other way we could get companies to come here like i don't know uh, maybe having like access to like a really massive common market or something oh oh, oh no oh 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 no oh no yeah it seems like theresa may you're absolutely right she's she's sold out the working people again massively like enormously i i I, and this for any working class people who are listening to this and thinking now i'll vote i'll vote tory or or ukips they care about me fucking wake up and just just read a paper look at your bank statement and ask yourself why you can't feed your family properly it's because it comes like that has since since all of this sort of you know ridiculous kind of Toryites, UKIP, Bluekip, mm. whatever type of gender has happened. Has, has, has anything got better? Do you know what I mean? Nothing's got better. I mean, it's, no. only, it's I was, been about was... a year or something, but nothing's yeah. got better. And it's and it's just madness. And and yeah, you're absolutely right. If you're a working person out there, just look at look at the if you if you ever wonder who <laughs> um, for who for whom certain people are speaking, just just either look at who they are look at who their bosses are and look just follow the money it's it's follow the same the old story just follow the money and see where it comes from 
And in every single time, you'll see it comes from people or interests who happen to be very, very rich and happen to would would and because all their money is in banks and in financial products everywhere, they would love a situation where Britain is just a low tax ISA. That's all they want. That's all mm-hmm. they want. Wake up! You're absolutely right, mate. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, <sighs> next story before we get completely subsumed with all of this. It's um. Yes. It's the Europeans wanting us to have a, the hardest of hard Brexits because they're really worried that Europe's going to turn into not just Nazi Germany, but Nazi Europe, it seems. Yeah. Like. Nazi yeah, like France Nazi, and Nazi Germany, Germany if the Germans had a one. Like. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But under, the people that talk about the Second World War, World Wars uh, so much are now looking to undo it yeah. so quickly. And for like the fucking other side, that's what gets me about all these, these rah-rah, um, you know, ultra-British UKIP-y types. Mm. Like, good lord, this country's gone mad. It's gone this mad, isn't what, This isn't what my granddad fought a war for. No, it's what he fucking fought a war against, you cunt. Exactly. Like, don't you remember? Don't you remember? Like, <laughs> it's in books and everything. Don't you remember? It's on TV every like, fucking year, Like, all the man. time. Like, oh, the Great God. Escape, it's always on. The yeah. bad guys, that's who you're cheering for now. Like, do you not remember the start of Dad's army where all those fucking little red Nazi arrows are, like, spreading out of Germany and trying to attack that's... lovely little Britain? They shouldn't be going the other way and spreading into fucking Europe, man. That's not what it's about, is it? Like, unbelievable. <laughs> Starting in Paris, you know what I mean? Little baguette yeah. Nazis, like, oh. like little baguette swastikas, sorry, like... <laughs> fucking panning out across europe it's just nuts isn't it like it's it's um, fucking bonkers i'm you know i don't want a massively hard brexit because um one it will really really affect me and how much money (laughs) i make (laughs) and i think i think that's a good enough reason for me to be invested in not wanting it to happen but like you know from looking from the the european standpoint yeah what other option would they have of course i mean we everyone said who was pro remain there's no way the EU are going to let us just walk around and get our way because then we set no. a dangerous precedent. Yeah. Then we decided to not only go our separate way, but to embrace bigotry and hatred and, you know, this, this alt-right or far-right Nazism. Yeah. Well, and now it's like, well, doubly, we can't <coughs> just fucking walk away, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and it's kind of... Um, it, 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 does, it just doesn't look good, does it? I mean, you, you sort of think like... Uh, yeah, we're going to get it hard. Um, that that that's. I mean, Theresa May was talking about some signing some interim deal or some sort mm. of doodad to stop us falling off a cliff, as she put it. Which again doesn't fill, fill you with confidence, does it? Like, that one of that, one of the possible situations. Yeah, that we. No we're one's f- no one said, oh, we need to leave the EU because you know we it'll be like jumping off a cliff. It'll be like jumping off a cliff. And you know, yeah, we don't know what's going to happen, but fuck the adrenaline rush. Like, no oh one yeah, said that. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the best. It's like the the best. The I best. don't know. <laughs> the best. It's <laughs> so like I the best. Best. I was rotating all over my chair so much. I I just you know lost <laughs> lost the plot. But yeah, it's just a, a complete nonsense. I mean, we're gonna have to mm-hmm. um, what fall to so falling going back to the world trade at uh, WTO rules. Mm-hmm. I suppose is what the hardest of hard breaks. That, that's that's yeah. That's so the so that's saying, falling right? off a cliff. That's, yeah. You know, like, because uh, because there's an inconsistency in her messages, isn't it? Because you know, like, a couple of weeks ago, again at the party conference, it's fine. We're fine. We're going to get a really good deal. It's not going to be a cliff. Yep. It's going to be a fucking, you know, Germans want to sell us cars. Don't worry. Yeah, the Germans are going to sell us all these bloody cars. We're going to sell the fucking, them services. The jam that week was was going to be uh, innovative and and oh. set, set yeah. old trader light. Exactly. Now jam is a, a euphemism for uh, people being fucked. People being fucked over by yeah. the Tories. Being but... jammed. 
Yeah. Well, even though this was a yeah, that was a story about um, how the Europeans are going to give it to us hard. You're absolutely right in making the culprits the Tories because they completely yeah. are. Yeah. Um, yeah final story, Paul, Proper and we'll end now. on a bit of a lighter <laughs> note. We'll end on a bit of a lighter note. This is the use of the word fart in the Canadian Parliament, Paul. Wow. Um, and this is uh, Conservative wow, wow, MP wow. Michelle Rempel. And before we, before we, before we sort of, um, I've got, I've actually got a little clip for you, Paul, or a couple of clips actually. But before we get onto that, I'll just give you a bit of context about Michelle Rempel before you start trying to maybe champion her as some sort of yeah. hero or heroine rather. Um, she is kind <laughs> of tr- Trumpian in her outlook, Ooh, I'll say. <laughs> and uh, you know, Trump? yeah, and and oh, in in, ter- in terms of what she said, like in some, you know, you sort of think, oh right, t- treating the government treating a state like the fart like a fart in the room is obviously quite a bad thing but she mm. she is coming from a position of like you know i hate big government blah, blah, blah. but um <laughs> so that's that's the context but do you want, should we have a little listen to what Let's have a little listen what she said and whether or not it's quite as controversial as people are making out so let's have a listen why isn't the infrastructure minister talking about how to implement infrastructure funds and get construction workers back to work in alberta yeah why does this government Mm. treat alberta like a fart in the room that nobody (laughs) wants to talk about or acknowledge that is where my constituents have been at with this government for over a year and you know what we're tired of it we watched what happened i watched what happened in brexit oh and by the way that had to come in there didn't it little ref little ref to brexit but if if, if um, you're going to talk about farts yeah (laughs) <laughs> exactly, but what the I Brexit like is, is the, the natural uh, follow-through. Yeah, I, I love the kind of um, you just get this impression that she's in loads of rooms where people are fighting, yeah. and there's and no one's t- acknowledging it, and no one's talking about it, and she sort of is the ideal situation that everyone acknowledges farts and starts talking about them because I don't think I want that. I d- but it's just funny. It's in Canada. It's quite Terence and Philip, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what if I? It's a good freedom. <laughs> Um, well, it, basically, she she is then you know shot down uh, by Green Good. Party leader uh, <laughs> Greenhouse Elizabeth, <laughs> Elizabeth Mays. It's funny how in, in 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 Canada things are so kooky that the Tories are the ones that use words like fart, and the people, the Greens are the ones that take exception to it. So um, let's have a little listen to let's do it. what she said. Interrupt my friend in her speech, but. I heard her to say a word that I know is distinctly unparliamentary, and I think she may want to withdraw it. The word was F A R T. <laughs> That's the word was F A R T. Yeah, and then she sat down. <laughs> she was like, "I made my point." So that's Elizabeth May, who's a Green Party leader and is clearly like a total square Outraged. man. Yeah, yeah she, and also she like a total square. Like, what kind of Green Party leader are you? You're a total square. What a square. <laughs> People should be farting all over the place. Like, oh, I suppose like farting is maybe it does farting contribute to global warming? Is that what she's saying? Yeah, it does. Yeah, greenhouse oh, gases and stuff like that. There you um, go. Yeah, oh, like, well, that's, like cow that's farts probably are a reason. huge cause. Yeah, well, that's a reason then. That that makes that's sense. it. Yeah, no, it's actually on very strong moral grounds. Yeah, totally acceptable then in that case. She must fart though, surely. Does she? Oh, saying. Yeah, she, she wants does. to grow up. It's only yeah. a word. It is only a word. It's not like she got called a cunt. Oh. Which is what I'm calling her right now, you square. Ah. Ah. In your face. Take that, mate. Pull my finger. On this day in history, Paul, last week was the 13th of November. Yeah, it was. And the theme was the return of media heavyweights after a long break. Yeah. Um, and uh, the options were mm-hmm. um, in 1977, Playboy 
published its first magazine after a year-long legal battle. Mm. Option number two was in 1979, the Times newspaper issued its first copy after a year-long industrial dispute. Now, final f- uh, option number three was in 1981, Radio 2 broadcasted for the first time after a six-month funding freeze. Um, mm. I think you went for Playboy. Did you go for Playboy? I think, yeah, I think me and, uh, and our special guest James. last week, James, both went for... Special guest uh, James. Um, both went for the Playboy. Straight for the, the Playboy. Um, well, unfortunately... Ah, cock and in balls! Fact, fact number two is the Times newspaper. Fuck off the Times. Had published its first copy after a year-long <sighs> industrial dispute. It's actually quite a famous, famous dispute. It's known as the Whopping... Whopping, yeah, well, clearly. The Whopping dispute uh, where printers, the printers went on strike uh-huh. um, for a lot of, most of 1979, actually. And uh, where they, <laughs> because they, <laughs> it's quite funny, this. It's like they, uh, they they engage in what were known as Spanish practices. Oh. <laughs> which pissed off their employers, which I don't really know what Spanish practices were, but you get this idea of people having siestas. Yeah, just having a little kit. Tapas and things like that. But, <laughs> I'm slightly um, on a Spanish yeah. approach, sure. <laughs> Massively no, Spanish John, approach, you're sleeping. Too. Get up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're not printing, you're just uh, drinking Rioja. <laughs> <laughs> Running around pretending to be a bull. It's not, it's not funny. Grow um, up. This week, Paul, oh, yeah. is the 20th of November. Yeah, the it theme is. is the inadvertent destruction of entire natural habitats by stupid industry. Oh, shit. Uh, option number one yep. is in 1898, loggers outside of Warsaw in Poland accidentally caused an entire forest of 60 acres to burn down. Fuck. After a campfire was left unattended. Uh, in 1975, fact number two. Yep. Yeah, sorry, option number two. 1975, miners in Belarus accidentally flooded an entire valley, creating a man-made lake after a dam was accidentally ex- destroyed by uh, nearby explosives. Wow. Excuse me. Um, bit of blunder. Uh, final fact. In, in 1980, uh, oil rig workers in Louisiana accidentally drained an entire freshwater lake after the oil rig accidentally pierced the salt dome mm. beneath the lake. So that's accidentally burning a forest down, yep. accidentally creating a lake, mm. or accidentally draining a lake. Ooh. What do you reckon, Paul? Um, I don't think it's... Uh, it might be the fire one, but I'm not going with that. Um, no and the other two were what you've got, uh, the knocking down the dam and building a big lake, and then what was the yeah. last one? Uh, it's an oil rig. Oil rig. Essentially, like dri- drilling and you know, piercing the lake. Oh, and, and then draining the lake. The lake. Um, and that was in Louisiana, wasn't it? Louisiana well, versus Belarus. If, uh, you know, much, like, much like corruption, you follow the money. In dumbness, sure. you follow the Americans. Uh, I'm going to go for Louisiana. Sure. And sorry, Americans, listen to this, but you did just vote Donald Trump as fucking president. And that's that's from a, that's from people in well, a country where we, we voted, voted for Brexit. Brexit. So, okay, so Honestly, it's, but it's, it's not a judgment thing. Way... We're both idiots. But on on a point, you guys might win. But anyway, yeah. uh, Paul went for Louisiana. <laughs> Louisiana uh, and draining yes, freshwater sir. lakes. Answers next week. Let's do it. The Moss Report. Moss Report. Moss Report. Moss Report. This week on the Moss Report, I'm shining the light on my podcast-based journalism on one of the most iconic political figures of our generation. I'm talking, of course, about Nigel Farage. Um, now you'll probably know Nigel Farage, <laughs> Farage from all of the terrible things that have happened this year. Um, so I thought it was fitting that we have a bit of a closer look at him and see what he's really all about. What are you about, Nigel? 
were you about? Well, let me tell you. Nigel Farage was conceived in the cockpit of a Spitfire more than 50 years ago. Lovely. You know, back when Britain was great. And uh, just nine months later, on June 23rd, he was hatched. Um, now, as a child, Farage was abandoned by his parents, possibly because of his peculiar newt-like face. Oh. was raised by a family of racist mice at the Imperial War Museum. As a boy, Farage found he uh, had a love of carry-on movies and pints of real ale, but... He knew he was always different to other boys and girls his age. Worried about the little mouse-raised, pint-drinking feral child, staff at the Imperial War Museum sent young Farage off for tests, and it was here the doctors first discovered that he was the most English person to have ever lived. Seizing upon his genetically superior levels of Englishness, he founded the UKIP to free Britain from its European elitist overlords, and as we all know, in 2016, single-handedly, he was successful. Winner. He then decided to go one step further, and he picked a racist reality TV show star to be the leader of the free world. And again, single-handedly, he was victorious. Yes, this humble, modest man of the people did all of that. And now, you know, the last few weeks you hear it from from all polit- people from all political backgrounds and beliefs say, well, no matter if you love him or hate him, Nigel Farage has altered the global political landscape forever. But has he? Ooh. Yeah, but has he really? Has though? he? No, but I mean, but, but has he? No. Uh, no, he hasn't. First, let's have a look at what is somehow only the second worst thing to have been voted for in this Tupperware box full of fresh turds of a year. Brexit. Breckers. Did Farage cause Brexit? No. Now, like all people uh, of my age, I'm 33 years old, and uh, in my 33 years, I cannot remember a time when Euroscepticism was not a permanent feature on the landscape of this country. Throughout the last 30 years, we've had a never-ending slurry of stories about Germans abusing Europe to control us, French farmers getting given gold tractors paid for by British farmers, bananas being too bendy, the Euro being economic suicide, and unfair access to British waters by British fish- um, by British fishermen. And to give you an idea of how long these stories have been top of the news agenda in this country, those were all from the last fucking millennium. Al Murray first performed his pub landlord character back <laughs> in the mid-90s. The mid-fucking-90s. The suspicion and distrust of Europe has existed in Britain to the extent that it's been worthy of mainstream parody for nearly 25 years. It's a long time we have not trusted Europe. Now I want you to think back to, uh, to a mystical time, you know, just five or six years ago. Did you even know who Nigel Farage was? Get up there, Farage. No, no you didn't. No one did. Nigel Farage did not in any way cause or create the EU referendum or the result. What caused the referendum was David Cameron's misplaced fear of Ed Miliband, uh, and what delivered the result was a series of enormous, whopping great fucking lies built on a 40-year foundation of European mistrust. Crediting Nigel Farage, Farage, sorry, Hmm. with either the referendum or the result is a fallacy. He did neither of those things. And then we come on to his second great achievement, making him the great shifting politician of our time, the election of Donald J. Trump as President of the United States. Now, 
during Trump's presidential campaign, or as it was better known, Bullshitapalooza 2016, Nigel Farage did make an appearance at one of Orange Don's hate rallies. And as we covered in last week's show, in the aftermath of, uh, of Trumpageddon, he did meet with the president-elect outside a golden elevator. But was Farage in any way key to one of the biggest political upsets in history? Yeah, but was he though? Yeah, but was he really? Were ya? Was he though? No, no, but actually, actually was he? No, he wasn't. Farage's single appearance with El Trumpo means he was only about as 50th as useful as Charchi from Happy Days was in garnering votes for the president-elect. And as for his meeting with his friend, Trump, after the election, let me just tell you, Nigel Farage and Donald Trump have not and never will be friends. They are at best racist acquaintances. Although, apparently, he did actually give him a golden elevator, which yeah. um, which is a sex move, but no worry That's about it. A- Big, big time sex move. Yeah. Nigel Farage has not led a political revolution in the Western world. Nigel Farage is not the most influential political figure in the last 20 years. Nigel Farage hasn't changed the political landscape. He didn't deliver Brexit and he didn't pave the way for Trump. Nigel Farage is the manifestation of a Daily Express. He's a cartoon bigot that acts as a mascot for legitimised racism in right wing tabloids. So, love him or hate him, you have to admit, he's not a revolutionary. He's a newt-faced shit. Nigel Farage. Farage. Eat a sack of cocks. He is. He is. Um, no, very well put. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely... I mean, I think... Um, yeah, I don't think he was necessarily responsible for the referendum. But it's kind of like... I think that UKIP... It's weird, isn't it? Like, they, they formed out of Euroscepticism and as you say like that, mm. that's been around for ages I mean that's been around since the tour uh, since, since that well since the moment we joined frankly there's been yeah, Euroscepticism yeah. so um, and, and there's been a what's it the 242 club or whatever they're called the 1922 mm-hmm. committee whatever whatever they're called within the Tory party that have always wanted to leave but mm-hmm. uh, but also it seems like um, for some reason it's you know what we've seen in America, what we're seeing in in, in France, what we're seeing in Germany is that is that there are this sort of like broadly speaking, you would call them right wing, far right type movements that are that are growing, and and for some reason UKIP became you know the flag bearers for that, isn't it? And it's kind of like mm. it, it it's really that growing element in society that I think that made Cameron call for a referendum, you know, because he's worried about losing voters to UKIP rather than perhaps say yeah, losing but, but it's not Farage necessarily. It's the fact that that Yeah, there's but this also like, like that fear of of, of losing vote UKIP uh, votes to UKIP was only because in the polls it showed Labour as being so close. There was never this great gulf of you know, that like sixty percent of Tory voters were gonna vote for UKIP and they were ever in Not in like that. No, no, no. Like, yeah. But I it, mean it's only it's only because it was so close. Yeah, but it's always gonna be you know what I mean? It's a two it's yeah. normally a two horse race, so it's kind of you know what I mean? Like it's normally gonna be at that margin. But I I think mm. you know, it you know, but for UKIP we wouldn't have had a referendum. I think you could probably say that. But like uh but it's but at the same time it's not just Farage, it's just it's the fact that there is yeah. this growing a really a ground smell of kind of like right wing sentiment, not just in Britain but in America and Europe, all over the place. They UKIP became the flag bearers for that, and Farage happened to be at the well, top they had of that. The, they had the big win, right? But it, it, you know, it wasn't really built on that. I don't think most people voted Leave because they necessarily agree with like UKIP. I just think that that's the the like the Pareto effect of that of a kind of vocal minority. Because if yeah, you look at like but voting I think numbers, that... it's only like twenty five percent of Americans voted for Trump. It's like thirty four percent of people voted. Yeah. Uh, leave. So there's not like a great 
swelling. It's not like most people are fascist. Not most are. people are fascist, but I think that it, there there really wasn't any any contingent like that in mm. the nineties that was kind of that had any sway over over yeah. the election booths. You know what I mean? Whether it was in a referendum or otherwise, and it's like there is now. You know, like de facto, you just have to accept it. There is now, mm. and it's like that that's come from somewhere. It's not necessarily that. Well, everyone it's newspapers, who isn't well, it? Well, it's, it's newspapers, it's, but it's, it's, it's people think it as well, though. People think it, otherwise they wouldn't. You know, you can't. You, you, you sort of. There has to come a time where people accept that people think this way. You know, like otherwise mm-hmm. they simply wouldn't. You know, do what they would do, or they would stand up for what's happening, or whatever. You know, like, but but they don't, and 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 it's sort of. It's not everyone, but there is a lot of people, and and yeah. and those it's people. It's an element that wasn't there twenty years. Yeah, ago, and and or and wasn't as vocal. And and Farage has essentially you know it's through serendipity more than anything else has managed to ride mm. that wave into a position where everyone knows about him in a way that it shouldn't it shouldn't be happening and it's and it's kind of like it's the fact that this you know this that, that sentiment that is growing in all over the western world really mm-hmm. it, it's that fact that is you know catapulted him across the atlantic you know what i mean he would be totally irrelevant over mm. in america if it wasn't that you know if he wasn't you know talking about bloody Little England type immigration sort of issues. That's the only reason that they listen to mm. it. That's the only reason why the Trump campaign listens to him. They don't care about the fact that he wants to leave the EU or that he stood up to Euro, you know, Eurocrats and all yeah, this sort of nonsense. It's, it's just a populist, right? You yeah, know, and it's a that populist politician, which, which, you know, yeah, but in the sort of ugliest kind of populist way. Do you know what I mean? It's mm. not like a Bernie oh, Sanders the, the kind of populism. Worst. Yeah, but, like, but he is, yeah, fundamentally not like you can't. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's it's. It, it's embarrassing that he's as important now that, uh, as he sh- as he is because mm. he's not. Um, yeah, I don't like this sort of like oh he's a mastermind and all this sort of crap. Like, I, I think yeah, that's because he's he's not like he's media savvy. It's just know, and it's just, just luck more than judgment all the time. It's yeah. luck more than judgment. Um, it the whole like he couldn't predict that you know the way that technology was going to evolve such that you know fake news and blah 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 you know what i mean like mm. all of this sort of crap is going to suddenly come out and you know the news is going to be suddenly in a position where it's so or just that but you know this like post-truth kind of whatever mm-hmm. when he first got into ukip and did all that crap like he didn't know about any of that and and it's that whole breakdown that has essentially yeah catapulted people like him and trump into positions where they sh- otherwise shouldn't be really it's just that's cool. it because you you can't really be like thought of as a great politician or, or a great thinker or a great changer of people when you don't really have any ideas and beyond um leaving the eu on and kind of fairly baseless grounds he hasn't really got anything else to no, right? i mean no, what, no. what's the ukip <coughs> plan for the economy yeah it doesn't it doesn't no one knows what's no one the knows. ukip plan for education no one knows and no it's no one knows yeah and we're not it, it, it's literally tighten our borders yeah it's just sort of that's why it's kind of now much more toxic that mm. the sentiment of UKIP has been swept up by the Tory party because they have a kind of ideological agenda that they can kind yeah. of mould along along these lines and it's and that and, and then their ideas on the economy etc etc become really quite alarming you know when they when it kind of gets mixed up with this sort of stuff it just pulls it to the right doesn't it and it's sort of mm. it's just dangerous but yeah fuck farage um what a waste fuck of him up the ass waste of space Locker talk. you know you were really going for it in there nigel so so sweaty well donald you know me I'm something of a Usain Bolt when it comes to using the shake weight. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's my favourite workout. I'm really very good at it. Well, practice makes perfect, I guess. Me, on the other hand, 
I prefer given my lumberjack size hands a workout. So I've been using this sleek ladies dumbbell and doing flies. So many flies. But you have to challenge the norms, Donald. It's what mm -hmm. I said to you all those months ago, and it's what I'll say to you again. Fight yep. the establishment. Use social media to beat them at their own game. Control the facts the way the MSM do. And sure, if you have to use lady weights, and our Uncle Sam ain't gonna like it, I say do it. Oh, you're right, Nigel. So, so right. My body is such a temple. So very much a temple to God. The God being me, of course. The vanquisher of Crooked Hillary. The first American to defeat a black president. And no one, no one can take that away from you, Donald. No, they can't. Decent people will remember you for that, Donald. Honest, decent, hard-working people. But those liberal elites with their flat oh. whites and their sex parties, well, oh. I'm sure they'll be shedding tears into their denim handkerchiefs. You are damn right, Nigel. And I won't forget that. As soon as I take office, I will ensure the flat white taxes are increased by 500%. Very wise. Sap them of their energy. You have to keep your enemy weak. I mean, look at them. And then look at us. Uh, there's no contest. You've got the forearms of a porn-addicted teenager. And it's well documented what a specimen I am. Such a specimen. So far, Robert. Exactly. So it ain't gonna be much of a fight for you to push through your agenda, is it? Oh, you are so right. And I have so many agendas. The best agendas. World-class agendas. Uh, no one said you did, did they? People are always underestimating me. In the business world, in the political arena. Even after that 12 year old saw me in the shower and figured he could beat me at squash because of my micro penis. <laughs> well, they aren't laughing now, are they? Hmm? Nope. Never worked nope. a day in their lives unlike us real, decent, honest, hard working people. Oh, you are so right, Nigel. So, so right. Now, I'm gonna go and get my balls shampooed by my general stylist. Oh, I better get ready for my meeting with the Barkley brothers. Oh, wow, getting your hole bleached again. Nice. What happened next, Paul? Oh, hello. And uh, in keeping with a lot of this week's show, actually, yeah. uh, the theme of this week's What Happened Next is Nigel Farage. Ah, oh, yes. Since uh, everyone's banging on about him, but we would as uh, Jeez, I would as well. Give it a break already. Yeah. <laughs> um, first it. clip for you. First clip for you, Paul, is, yep. is uh, and again, it's, you might have heard this one, but uh, it's just two questions this week. And the first one is um, Nigel Farage is at a panel session on BBC Question Time. Mm -hmm. Let's take a listen. There just seems to be a total lack of comprehension on this panel, um, and indeed amongst this audience, which is a remarkable <laughs> audience, even even by even by the left wing standards of the BBC. I mean, this lot's pretty left wing. Oh, hang on, it. hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Nigel Farage <laughs> slagging off the audience at BBC Question Time, saying that it's a really <laughs> left wing audience. What happens next, Paul? Um, you might have heard David Dimbleby <laughs> just sort of getting in at the end there. Is this is this the clip where I think I have heard this and uh, David Dimbleby calls him a rascal? No, is he no. like <laughs> Farage? Unfor 
Unfortunately not. Calls him uh, Nigel Farras Clark. Farras Clark, him. No, it's not. Um, ah. do, you not do you want to have another game? Or... Nah, go on. Let's, let's get to what it really is. Let's have a listen to what it really <laughs> is. Let's have a listen. Uh, there just seems to be a total lack of comprehension on this panel, um, and indeed amongst this audience, which is a remarkable a audience. Bloody even, audience. Even by, even by the left-wing standards of the BBC. I mean, this lot's pretty left-wing. Oh, uh, hang, on, hang on a second. Um, but it's very hang, interesting. On, hang on a second. Look, when you talk no, about Nigel, let me just say one thing. Yep. This is an audience that yep. has been carefully chosen, not very by the carefully. BBC... Not by the BBC, but yes. by an independent polling organisation <laughs> to represent the balance between all parties. So, <laughs> that's Farage schooled. getting schooled, schooled. <laughs> by Mr Dimbleby. Although that, that independent uh, group was uh, was momentum, they put there. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. Um, next question, Paul. Um, yeah. this, is, this is my favourite. This is... Um, this is not actually Farage talking, but this is uh, BBC's Norman Smith mm. uh, reporting on Nigel Farage. Let's have a little listen, shall we? Andrico Flynn, the party's economic spokesman, who suggested that uh, those around Mr Farage had turned him into a snarling, <laughs> thin-skinned, aggressive man, and that there was a danger, he said in this article in The Times, of the party turning into, quotes, an absolutist monarchy <laughs> or personality... So, <laughs> wowzers doesn't have the greatest thing to say about Farage. It seems Mr. Mr. Gosh, what was his name? Mr. Cook, um, Mr. Smith, Mr. Norman Smith, BBC, BBC's reporter, Norman Smith. What does what happens next, Paul? I think Farage. His I, I say it ends on it ends on personality. That was the oh. last word he said. That might that's a bit of a clue. Does so he, he say a, that sort of the, descending into a monarchy and a personality? And then, does he say he's got the personality of a backstreet abortionist? Is that no? It's oh. not that. I think I might have misled you in a way by giving you that clue. Uh, no, uh, right. <laughs> let's, let's let's listen to the actual answer. Oh, let's have a listen then. <laughs> Thin-skinned, aggressive man, and that there was a danger. He said in this article in the Times of the party turning into quotes an absolutist monarchy or personality cunt. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to say personality cult. I think, but he just said, he just says cunt. That is a uh, that is a Freudian says, clit if ever I've heard one. Yeah, I mean, should we, should we listen to it again? To be honest, Cause it, is, <laughs> it is excellent. Uh, just because he says, it just he it just it, it's not like he slips. It just sounds like he wants to say it. So he want, of course, he wants to say. Who's he talking about? One more time. <laughs> Thin-skinned, aggressive man, and that there was a danger, he said in this article in the Times, of the party turning into quotes an absolutist monarchy or personality cunt. And cunt. <laughs> <laughs> he says it again. I swear he says cunt, cunt, cunt. <laughs> just corrected himself by saying cunt again. But anyway, oh. so that's Norman Cook, who just so Norman Smith. Sorry, Norman Smith. Sorry, Mister Norman Smith. I called you Norman Cook twice, but. Um, <laughs> Norman Smith just cannot help himself. Uh, I can't resist calling Mr. Farage or Farage a cunt. So that's this week's What Happened Next. Zero out of two for you, Paul. Oh, better than average. <laughs> Hip-hop English. English. Another verse of hip-hop delivered in the style of an Englishman by Mr. Paul Moss. Um, I have to try and ascertain the name of the song and the artist, if possible. 
Isn't that right, Mr. Moss? So far, that's I've that's not managed. absolutely correct. Hardly ever, in fact, I've managed it's, once. It's I think. a very, it's a very tricky game. It is very tricky because in, in absolute fairness, hip hop, um, in the norm, one would say, is communicated mm. in a style mm. rather different to the style utilized and used by the average Englishman. Mm, and quite. so, when delivered in the style of an Englishman, it becomes really rather a different beast, isn't that right, Mr. Moss? It it it, it transforms. It's in a, a very. I'm just going to say it, Paul. It evolves. It, it evolves. does. It, it, okay. it evolves. That's what's happening there. What do you got for me this week, sir? So, this week, <clears throat> you know, I used to be a player, oh. fly girl, layer, and a heartbreaker, love maker. Backbreaker, but then I made a mistake. Yes, I fell in love with this ill chick, sweating me for money, my name, and the dill's neck. My homeboys told me to drop her, for it would be to my benefit. She used to say I'd better quit hanging with those derelicts. Romancing is my thing, but I can't swing with no scheming hoes. Oh. Wherever my beamer goes, you know that I'm driving. Surviving in the 90s is a must, so I trust. But everyone listen up as my vocals give thrust. I bust my rhymes first, never chasing a skirt. Do much work while other suckers need more time to rehearse. Now, back to the ex-girls, ex-lovers, ex-friends. It made me mad to find... But she was only after my ends. Oh my goodness! Um, is that a Mr. Buster Rhymes? It's it's not Buster Rhymes, hey. though you are in the correct coast and the right era. Oh my goodness! Um, you yeah, basically narrowed that down to nineties New York. Nineties. So good luck. Good luck. New York City. <laughs> That's only fifty uh, percent of all the hip hop. I don't know. I want to say Q-Tip or something, but uh, I don't think it is. It's it's not. It's the it's the genius guru of oh, Gangstar. Oh right, Mr. Guru with, uh, with DJ Premier. Oh, wonderful. What's the name of the it's track? A, What's that bloody it's track? It's ex girls and ex girls and ex girls. Sure, sure. An absolute classic. Um, it is an absolute classic. Uh, it was on um, Norman Tebbit's Desert Island Discs. I think you'll find it. Certainly, it certainly uh, was. And it'll bloody well it, be it on mine was. too. Wonderful choice, Mr. Moss. Thank you. So I bet it'll slam, y'all. Slam. It's time to slam, 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 um, slam, slam, slam. That's what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. Four headlines. <laughs> um, we throw them at each other in a kind of hip-hop yep. battle style. Uh, and it's up to each other to come up, you know, off the dome, straight off the bloody dome, a sub-edit line. Boom. For each of those headlines. Um, it's pretty Aye. dangerous. It's an X-rated Aye. sport. Yeah. It's an extreme sport, in fact. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But we throw caution to the wind. We say, fuck it, and we do it anyway. So, um, first one for you, Paul. It's obviously from the Daily Express. <laughs> Classic. And it reads, Cryogenics boss, where teen is stored, admits corpses could awake as walking dead. Fuck. It's quite a headline, that mate. Seems... That seems... It's quite a headline. That seems like a serious... A serious thing. That's a problem. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So... Stored dead bodies could raise as dead people could raise as walking 
dead people, yeah? Yeah. Um, Polsters. Oh, sorry. Cryogenics uh, Bros, where teen is stored, admits corpses could awake as walking dead. Cool. Corpses. Uh, um, uh, Polsters expect a surge in UKIP votes and leave votes if that were to ever happen. Definitely. Because old people are racist. <laughs> Not all of you. All Not of all of you. You just vote all for stuff you. which we think is racist, but you lot actually just yeah, you know, know. Is, is not apparently. But anyway, um, next. That's, oh no! Oh, it's uh, one for you. First, first Sorry, one for you, sir. Yeah, that's right. This yeah. is from uh, good friends at the the Telegraph. I don't know if you've come across that before. It's a new paper. New paper should be big though. Oh yeah. Um, Winter Wonderland attraction branded a ripoff. And shambles. A rip off and a shambles. Was that the Telegraph as well? Was it? <laughs> it's the Telegraph. Um, well, if it's a rip off and shambles, well, it must be like what mulled wine stall sold hot tizer, and the nativity <laughs> scene featured a baby Muhammad punching Kerry Katona. It was rubbish. <laughs> it's fucking shit. That is a bloody shambles. Exactly. Oh, I like um, how you've I like how you've done that and not referenced <laughs> rip off and shambles. The uh, UK garage legends of the <laughs> rip off and shambles. Rip off. Shambles and don't not, let's not forget uh, Dwayne Shambles, <laughs> the uh, left arm fast bowler from the West Indies uh, from the mid nineties. But anyway, Shambo, they can't be Dwayne Shambles. Anyway, uh, ball Shambles, LBW. Uh, next one for you, Paul, is the mm-hmm. North North. It's from the North Norfolk News. Um, Hello, which is interestingly enough a newspaper that serves North Norfolk, and the headline reads: Grandma living on Happisburg Clifftop may be homeless for Christmas. Oh fuck! Yeah, oh. bit of a trage. Poor old grandma. But in what way? Um, yeah, poor. So old grandma, grandma living on Happisburg Clifftop, maybe homeless be, for Christmas. Be homeless for Christmas. Um, the heartbreaking scenes uh, due to be filmed and used by John Lewis in next year's advert. <laughs> to make true. you buy some shit you don't yeah. need. Very true. Um, Very true. Next one for me, uh, Paul. Next one for you. Yeah, this is from. Um, the bloody lefty BBC. Oh, those lefties. Bloody. BBC standards. Um, headline for you, sir. Italian hotel offers free stay for couples who conceive. Italian hotel, eh? Um, <laughs> for couples. Um, hotel Berlusconi, famous <laughs> for its hidden cameras in every bedroom. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, had to go Berlusconi. <laughs> had to go Berlusconi. I set a Berlusconi trap. It had to go Berlus. It was only going to go one um, way. The next one for you, Paul, yep. is from The Observer. Now, oh. The Observer is a big newspaper in this country. It's also a leading English newspaper in Swaziland. So oh, yeah. I've gone for that one. And the headline reads, it's quite, it's almost racist, this headline. <laughs> Given where it's from. But I'll give you some context. I'll see how to go at it. But the uh, headline reads, Birds Complete Double over leopard <laughs> wow that is fucking animal racism right there yes. <laughs> um animal birds noise. bird completes uh, double over leopard yeah. um in one of the the most shocking results of this year's controversial animal premier league yeah. well i mean it is you've at least you know it is in fact from a sports sort of ah. article and it's like the sort of like you know i don't know freetown birds against the i know i think the other team is called leopard they're just called leopard. Ah, but is that like a place like leopard? leopard? No, no, it's just leopard. But anyway, leopard. Um, leopard. Yeah, next one for me, Paul. <laughs> uh, next one for you. This is from uh, the Indian Express. India. I like we've we've got a theme of taking popular British newspapers. The Observer, the Express. <laughs> yes. 
Going overseas yeah. with them. Going overseas, <laughs> see what they do. That's it. Anyway, this is from uh, from the Indian Express. Uh, liquor flows as usual in Temple Town, Tirupati. <laughs> Tirupati. 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 Right, 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 um, was that liquor? Liquor. Yeah, liquor. Liquor flows <laughs> as usual in Temple Town, Tirupati. That's from the Indian Express. From the uh, Indian Express. So really, uh, whiskey factory continues to pollute lo- local water supply. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, it's alright guys I am Indian by he can say that I can say shit like that he can Um, say that so chill out I can by proxy fuck I can't (laughs) sort of no it's not yeah we're a bit more relaxed you can't fall no we're a bit more relaxed we're not like you know black people in the N word who lose their shit if other people we're we're, we're a bit more chilled you can do Indian jokes Anyway. I mean, we we all laughed at goodness gracious me, didn't we? Yeah, we all laughed together. Um, <laughs> we all laughed but, anyway. Together. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> last one for you, Paul. It's from obviously the Guardian. And yeah, yeah, about time. Sort of, Proper sort of lifestyle, a wonderful lifestyle article that they do, and the headline <laughs> reads: "Can dry cleaning give you cancer? Fuck. The hidden hazards of delicates." I fucking hope not. Yeah, I bloody hope not. Jesus. Um... <laughs> Uh, can dry cleaning give you cancer? Well, the Guardian think it can, and list it as number three in their list of cancer-giving things after voting Tory and mansplaining. <laughs> Not entirely sure what mansplaining is. Mansplaining. Um, yeah, I love that word. I don't. Right, it's, uh, I think it's manspreading men. as well. Mansplaining is men trying to justify things that are patriarchy or something like that but i oh. love that word mansplaining yeah mansplaining but it's quite hard yeah anyway let's not get into that right now but anyway, <laughs> um what's the last one for me paul last one for you is from um the balance to the guardian it's from the daily mail daily <laughs> uh, mail good lord doesn't say that but you can start every daily mail headline with those words good lord <laughs> prostitutes set up website to rate their customers online <laughs> oh god um, and apparently, Keith Vaz is a shit tipper. <laughs> Unless you get the tips of your shit on him, and then he'll bang you loads of money. Uh, but that's he's, he's a literal shit tipper. Literal shit tips. <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's an, an image, image in your head. It's an image in your head. Just imagine Penfold. Literal from, shit tips. Just imagine Penfold from Danger Mouse with. Um, that poo What's that poo from South Park called? Mr. Hanky. Uh, Mr. Hanky. Mr. Hankey, da- Mr. Hankey, Penfold from Danger Mouse. That's Keith Vaz at a scat party. Anyway, um, <laughs> and uh, that brings this week's show to a close. That also brings, oh. sorry, before we do that, it brings some of it at Slam to a close. Oh, yeah, yeah, shit. Close, mate. Rewind. Uh, and I think you won this week, actually. 6 yeah! 4 on penalties. So well done. Well done. Good victory. Uh, going down to 10 men, 75 minutes oh. in. John Terry, as usual. Yep. Uh, getting a red card for well, just, just bigotry. Uh, being, but anyway, being a cock. You win six four. Well done. Uh, and that, brings, that does bring the show to a close. Um, thank you for listening. Um, thank you. Please tune in again next week. Uh, we'll be back with more fun and games. Uh, in the yeah. meantime, do follow us on Twitter at Crystal Digest. Email mm-hmm. us. Don't get enough emails. Email us uh, the Crystal Digest at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, mm-hmm. Podbean, mm-hmm. all that yeah. stuff, uh, and YouTube as well. Although I've been a bit inactive on YouTube, I'll try to wrap that up. But uh, thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Ta-da. Wait, Alice,